Travel Travel Podcast, the podcast where we talk about our thruffledom, answer questions from the audience, and share our experience on the Artist Way workbook. I'm Samala, and with me I have... Hey, what's up guys? I'm Patrick. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Abby. Okay, yeah, and welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, Samuel, that was a lovely intro. How much do you think we tried today? Oh, we had a promise. Everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> we have been requested many times after episode three that we should always start our podcast with a deep breath. And if you would like to breathe along with us and uh, join us for this lovely next 45 minutes. Last podcast, we talked about our origin story. And just to be candid, we did that because it was, uh, we're all kind of in the middle of our weeks and we recorded the podcast early. So now we're back to our regular format where we'll talk about the artist way because we've been doing it this whole time consistently. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're all on new weeks and I'm super stoked. It's been a great process for me. How are you guys feeling about it? Oh man, it's really been just transformational for, you know, really recovering a lot of the aspects in my life that have been like bruised throughout the years um, and allowing myself to just inhabit that creative space and like claim my creativity and um, just finding connections in so many aspects of my life um, through my own creativity, through, you know, what I'm creating in my classroom, through what we're creating in our home. Um, So, yeah, it's been very positive. (laughs) Yeah, likewise. Just ended um, week three, uh, which was, no, was it week three? Yeah, week three, which was anger. And it's so crazy because, like, I always... Mm, It was power. Power? Then when I was, was I in week four? So week three was recovering. Oh, power, yes. But it started off with talking about anger. It's about anger. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, yeah, the first part of that is about anger. And... With all the weeks, it's, I swear, I, sometimes I feel like I'm guided by this book, but when I'm rolling into the next week, like the day before, I start feeling those feelings, and like, it talks about synchronicity, and um, I'm so like in sync with this thing that I start getting pissed off on Sunday. Like I started on Monday, and I started getting pissed off on Sunday. Then I read on Monday that it was okay to be upset, and I was like, yeah, I am upset. I'm upset. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, thank you, book. <laughs> you know, because normally I feel sort of guilty about that. Um, about being upset at all, like it's a negative emotion or something. Um, Sam, how are you feeling this week? I'm feeling good. I'm re- I'm on chapters. I'm on week six. Um, yeah, I think what I really am enjoying about this book is that every week it focuses on one aspect of yourself or your life. Like this week is it's about abundance, recovering a sense of abundance. So it's about uh, money. And last week, week five was recovering a sense of integrity and it was about um and it was like the media cleanse um so by taking it one step at a time like one aspect at a time it's a lot more manageable for me than being like okay i'm gonna like make everything better and be better at everything all at the same time it's like all right let's just focus on one thing a week Mm. i I did want to mention that if people are watching happy halloween that's Mm -hmm. why we're all dressed up Happy Halloween. This is our special Halloween episode. Just kidding. It's just like, happens to be Halloween tomorrow. Tina's um, Yeah. Abby's been dressed up all day. Yeah, for the children's. But we have our proper costumes coming tomorrow, though. 
Yeah, check that out on the at uh, Trouble on Instagram. We'll definitely be posting our photo shoot. Uh, <laughs> but let's quickly for the awesome. listeners, what are we dressed up as? Deer. <laughs> Abby's a deer. Mm-hmm. Samuel is. I'm a cat. It's the most low maintenance uh, costume that there is. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of cheating because you always do a cat eye. So she's like, boom, ears. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. just added ears to make. And I'm a, I'm a, a leopard. I thought I was a tiger for the longest. I'm a leopard. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, mostly because we don't. I left all my hats back in Massachusetts, and I'm a little bit sad about that now today. I'm like, I can't wait to go through all my hats, and I'm like, oh, I have one. Um, but it does have paws and it's very cute. Um, uh, you wanted to add something? I'm about to introduce the tea. Yeah, that's what I was going to introduce. Excellent. So this episode is brought to you by one of my favorite teas on the planet. It is our own personal blend. Samoa and I had tea made for our wedding that we gave wedding away. Tea. And it's wedding called wedding tea. tea. Oh, I love wedding tea. It's like a Sunday morning sort of like, well, for me, it's just like Sunday morning in the spring. It's just like what I always go back to. So when I'm feeling kind of like... Um, not even down, sort of like that melancholy coolness. I like to warm up with this tea, and it is a special blend that we got made a ton of, and we've been married for two years now, right? Something like that. Two and a half. Two and a half years, and we still have like another five years worth. Like sacks. Like sacks of sacks tea. Of tea. <laughs> you want to tell us the blend, Samuel? Yeah, we gave well, we gave out as our wedding favors, mm-hmm. um, and it was blended at the tea house that I worked at in college. Thank you, Ting. Miss <laughs> Ting, shout outs to the Green Tea House in. Yeah. Uh, West Hartford. West Hartford. Connecticut. Um, so it's a black tea. It's like a really great, like, high-end black tea with coneflowers, lavender, rose, and it's an Earl Grey. So there's bergamot in there. And, um, and yeah, and today we're enjoying it hot with honey and oat milk. Excellent. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Feel like that's our obligatory podcast noise now. We got the clink and we got the deep breath. <laughs> and also tea breathe. Oh yeah. We also have a gang Sorry. sign. My diamond. My diamond. The girls really insist on a gang sign. I told them that I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and um, I don't approve, but it's fine. Those days are gang, behind gang. us. <laughs> Gangster rap is not like a hot topic right now. Um, so I'm in week four, just started week four, loving it. Um, and just finished week three. And I'm also, I'm in my media cleanse, which I, I know Sam hated it, but I love it. Uh, it, is, it is annoying to be so cognizant of what I'm intaking, but I swear my thoughts are so much clearer. I see everything a lot wider. I don't get clouded by things as quickly. Like I realize how much, I thought I wasn't even distracted by Instagram, but the knee jerk reaction to like check it or just to look or when I'm bored to just find something to fill the space. Um, so, you know, I had this thing where I was like, oh, but I'm on a roll now, like, Thruffle Trouble is going well, I'm posting on my own personal Instagram, like, I'm, I'm about to stream on Saturday, and I realized, like, and the book will tell you, this is, that's bullshit, like, you, how much do you put stuff off all the time? Why don't you just put off putting the thing off that you usually use to put things off? Why don't you just try that out? And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. So, I just feel a great sense of clarity in the past couple of days. Um, I still need to dive in a little bit for things here and there, but no books, no YouTube, no podcasts, only music, and yeah, that's my only source of input. Otherwise, everything else is output. It's pretty dope. 
you just came out, right? Well, I came out over a week ago, like a week and a half ago. But I will say that I definitely like consume media like with more intention this time around. Like I realize that I listen to podcasts because I genuinely enjoy them. It's just not it's not just an automatic thing for me. So instead of feeling like all this pressure of like oh my gosh now I have to catch up because I'm a week behind on like all of my all of my podcasts, it was like oh I'm like actually enjoying. I do actually enjoy this. This is something I do want to keep in my life. Um, versus like mindless scrolling is like I'm like oh that doesn't really bring joy to my life it just numbs the uncomfortable feelings and then like on Instagram for example or even on YouTube and then when it comes to books I'm just like cool I never have to give up books again because like those only bring joy to my life and they're like a part of my self-care and like my self-identity and like I enjoy learning and reading and I don't want to give that up um and I don't think it's a distraction. I think it adds to my life more than it takes away or distracts. So um, in a way, it was like painful for me and it sucked. But what I got out of it was really delineating what do I do for distraction versus what do I do to enrich my life. And I feel really, instead of feeling guilty for having a podcast on or for taking time to read, I feel super validated in those actions now. Mm-hmm. You're like intentional about like what you're ingesting. And like, I don't know, scrolling through Instagram can kind of be like snacking when you're just like checking yeah. it like five minutes here, five minutes there. But actually listening to a whole hour and a half of a podcast mm-hmm. that you really enjoy or like in taking a book that like and sitting down with it, you know, like that's like a whole ass meal mm-hmm. as opposed to just like little tidbits of little dopamine hits here and there. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Or even like watching Hulu and Netflix and all of, or like anime and all of that like using that more of as like a treat like dessert instead of a habit where it's like a daily it's not a vitamin (laughs) so it's like an indulgence instead of a a habit so yeah Yeah, just delineating that that was pretty useful for me Hmm. how do you feel about chapter three oh i really like chapter three chapter three like yeah started off with talking about like anger um and yeah like talking about just like how it's okay to be angry. And I realized that like angry or anger is like not my normal or like natural mode. Like I don't think I ever really get angry, but my natural like go-to emotion is like sadness. And I think that like with anger, okay, talking about synchronicity, like I opened up my podcasts like to listen to on my way down to work that morning that I started chapter three and it was like talking about anger and then the very first podcast was like um rethinking anger from like TED Talks (laughs) and I was like synchronicity oh my gosh it's everywhere but yeah so um some ideas about anger that they were talking about was just like how like if you are angry it's like you have some sort of entitlement to you know call out whatever it is that you think is in not in balance you know and you feel like you have the power and the say-so to like voice out like, hey, this is wrong, or some kind of injustice sometimes too. Um, whereas like for me, like I feel like that's not my natural inclination to like go to a stance of like, you know, this is wrong with the situation. I go to a, a stance of like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad that this is the situation, and like it's very disempowering to like be sad about something rather than like take action. And be um, anger is more emotion, or is more in motion. It can be, right? It can be a fuel. It can propel. 
Yeah. Versus sadness, it's very sinking. Right. So you're just still stuck in the same spot. I think yeah. sadness is not a, a, neg a necessarily a negative feeling, but it's definitely not going to spur you towards action. Right. It was saying that the opposite of anger was like apathy and like just kind of, um, I forgot what the other words were that they used, but yeah, just not really caring enough to like want to step out, you know? And I, I, I was really down um, that week that I was going through. Just, I don't know, just like not really being my best self, not really like stepping up to the plate and like doing my work. And um, I was laughing in my reading. I was like not really feeling good about um, preparing for my class. And so anyways, I got really down on myself and really angry, but then like it's it stirred me onto action. Like that, I was like so like, what the fuck Abby, like get it together, you know? That like the next day I was like, okay, what do I need to do to like take steps to actually fucking like get going here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, in a way, like anger can be fuel if channeled correctly. You know. Well, it talks about how um, yeah, anger will turn to sadness if you don't if you if you find that you're disenfranchised in some way. But it's like <clears throat> I started noticing myself where okay, you know how do I? <laughs> I was about to call mad people out like oh this bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know if. If you find an artist that is that you're like, oh, I could do that, or if you find um, something in the workplace that doesn't quite work, and you're like, well, I could do that better. Well, then if you flip it on its head, and it's like, what? Okay, what does that say about you? Maybe you should paint that thing. Like I had this game, dude, Hyperlight Drifter. First of all, amazing game. Um, also Celeste, amazing game. And when I saw those games, I was so heartbroken because those are games that I had in my mind. I was like ready to make those games and but I wasn't ready I just had the idea so I see them and I'm like oh you know and you get somebody the already did you it. get the shadow artist yeah like oh somebody already did it. like look at it look at it. like all the all of the graphics and like the story and like hyperlight drifter is all about someone who's sick and has to travel to different worlds to try to find a cure and um, you know and I so level with that and in the past, I was so upset, but it's like, you know what? No, they got to it first. And what that means is if that's what you want to do, you should do it. Make steps towards doing that. A writer that reads a story and thinks that they are, that they're a better writer, well then write your book, you know? And that was me probably all last year. And in times before, I've had some, some pretty high highs, but in my lowest lows, and why I've been like not as successful as I think that I could be is because of that, because of seeing something that I think could have been mine or that I already had written down, but I never spurred action towards it. So like now's the season of going for it. And whether you're too late or not, um, just the action of doing it is gratification enough to be like, all right, you know, at least I tried. Get myself out of anger and into accomplishment. Intention, attention, action. Shout it's out like, to Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Glidden. Seriously, that's like become my mantra for sure. Intention, attention, action. And it's like, yeah, you know, that last, they're all steps, all of those three steps are equally important. One doesn't, like, one doesn't work. The other two don't work without the other. I lose at attention a lot. Yeah. I have a lot, a of, lot of intentions. Of I have a lot of intentions, let me tell you. And I think we have that in common because we're both, like, big dreamers. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, once you put the attention towards it, God, it's so easy to move towards action. But it's jumping through that, over that hurdle of saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, Go so going along with what you, what you were saying, like how both of you are really big dreamers, 
and you have so many intentions, I definitely, that's the part that I get caught up on because I'm like, I'm not even gonna like set the intention or like say it out loud because I know the amount of attention and action it's gonna take to pull through on it. So I won't even like, I won't even like tell people that I'm thinking about possibly doing something unless I've already done the rough, rough draft, already have the video, it just needs to be edited, already have the drawing done, just needs to be inked and painted. Cause I know once it's started, I'm gonna finish it. But I won't even start things unless I know I can finish it. Like I won't even start the dishes unless I know every last spoon's gonna be finished. I won't, all that. Um, you guys definitely like, you guys know, cause you live with me. Um, so where do you feel like your hangups are? Well, like when starting a project, I, I hate unfinished projects. So I'd rather not even have an unfinished project or I'd rather not even like learn how to do something new if I'm not gonna be the very best that no one ever was. So, like, <laughs> I don't like, I We're can't, dressing up it's very, way, yeah, spoilers. 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 And Misty. The big three. Um, so, so, so week five is recovering a sense of possibility. And it talks about the virtue trap, uh, which I super resonated with. And it's basically about how uh, you use, or I use, like one uses um, virtue and martyrdom and sacrifice as an excuse not to fulfill one's dreams and one's passions. So instead of working on my children's book, that's my actual career, that's my actual job, I will do all the laundry because it all has to be done, every last garment folded perfectly, put away perfectly, and like only washed with corresponding garments. And I'll spend the whole day doing that, and then, even though nobody asked me to, and then I'll be like, oh, well, I didn't have time to work on my book, or I didn't have time to work on you know, any of my personal projects because I took on all these extra responsibilities at my day job that like I was at, I could have said no to, but I said yes to. Um, and how that makes me a uh, great, hold on. How that makes me a really great employee. Like I am, I'm a really great employee, you know? And <laughs> I'm a great coworker and I am. Don't snap at, at that. I'm trying to get it to, to not be an employee. No, I know, but I'm just saying that, like, you are a really great, like, team player, though. Like, you. You, team player is a better word. Yeah. But I am. Well, basically, the chapter is about how because I'm a great because I'm a great employee and I'm a great coworker, I am not a great artist, and I feel really self-righteous about that, because at least, like, even though it's it's really easy to be. Here's the thing. It's really easy to be a great employee. It's really easy to be a great coworker. You pick up shifts when people ask you to do it. You follow all the rules. You go above and beyond. You it's, show up on time, and it's the work is set out. You show up early. Yeah, you show up early. You you follow all, all of the dress codes. Like it's super easy. So, but like somehow I like I, but I walk around with a badge of honor. Like I'm I got employee of the month, and um, I got promoted to manager, and X Y Z. Now I'm doing this, that, and the other, even though it's not something I care about. <laughs> Like, I only care about it in the context of it's an excuse to not work on my actual life's work. Like, it's an excuse not to do personal projects. Um, so that, so chapter five really tackles that. And it's like, where are you being like a good wife? Where are you being a good girlfriend? Where are you being a good friend to everything? And you're not being a good artist to yourself and to the creator, like to, the great goddess, you know? Like where are you deifying the people that you love in your life, maybe even the people that you don't even care about in your life, instead of deifying actual God, 
gods and god like actual goddess like actual source because you don't trust them because you trust that your husband will give you love you trust that your girlfriend will give you love mm-hmm. you trust that your 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 boss is going to pay so you, you. Put more energy towards those things but you don't trust that like the great creator is going to provide for you in turn for you doing work for them yeah that's something we used to fight about a lot um and i guess it still sort of comes around um and now that we're in a throuple, it's like there's more people to look after, which makes it more difficult to like put it aside. But like in our old apartment, we finally, before we left, got to this place where we're like, if places in the house are shit, it's like a complete shit show, that's okay, because you need to do the work that you need to do. And like we would both go back and forth about this all the time, um, you know, doing the dishes or, uh, you know, doing the laundry or whatever that looks like instead of doing the work that we said we were going to do. And like I know that I would always find an excuse all the time to not do, not pursue my dreams basically, and always have a, a reason. Um, and yeah, fuck that. And But also with three people, that means that one of us can pick up the slack. Like when Sam has her, her drawings to do, you know, another person will sweep, another person will uh, do the dishes, and that's kind of like, uh, I guess what we're working on now so that we all can feel accomplished. Yeah, and I feel like yesterday was a big breakthrough for me because I had, I really just needed a day of rest, and, like, Abby texted me, like, before I even woke up, and she was at work, and she was like, do not, I do not want to come home to a clean apartment. Like, you better not. You better not. Like, <laughs> don't even think apartment. about it. <laughs> yeah. And then. And the dishes were, like, hella stacked, and it never it is. Hot mess. It never is. Like, yeah. we, we normally are, like, really good about everything, but. Yeah, it was, there was, like, a lot of things to be done, and it's, like, Sam's, like, one day of rest after she was going super hard all weekend. So I, like, legit texted her, like, this whole, like, spiel about just, like, priority list, colon, one, Samala care, two, outside time with Lucy, three, drawing, four, rest. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you know what happened? Abby came home, and the two of us got the apartment together in, like, 45 minutes. And it would have taken it would have taken me all day. Yeah. yeah, the other the other I think it was last week. And it was also during your um, during your media. Uh, what is it called? Reading, not reading redemption. Reading. Um, what is it called? Reading. Break. It was like a it's like a D word. Reading, not detention. <laughs> All of the first Re- things. Reading detention. Deprivation. Deprivation. Suffering. Yes, right. there you go. Uh, yeah, during your reading deprivation, you're like getting so upset about certain things, and you're like, these damn buckets, these damn buckets won't clean themselves. And I was like, Sam, how many pages do you got to do? I you're had like, a mental breakdown. You're like 15, and mental I was like, breakdown. I will clean the buckets. It's okay. Just let me know like where the where the problem areas in the house that are like red flags to you, and that like you just can't get over. And I'm like, I'll take the 10 minutes. So that you don't have to take half an hour freaking out about it. Yeah, I think, well, from the conversation that me and Sam had yesterday and, like, from the breakthroughs that you were having and I was having as well, like, I think that rest can be really productive um, because then you come back after you're rested, like, so much harder and, like, full force. And I really, like, learned that with my students where we would, like, take the time to play a game. And that play, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, taking half of our session taking up so much time but like it was also like a game where they're like uh you're still learning <laughs> um but yeah then they'd like you know get their wiggles out and then we come back to our work and they'd be st- i'd have them 
like for like 10, 15 minutes. And during that 10, 15 minutes, they get so much more done mm-hmm. because they were able to like play and like have that you know, or rest release, too. Yeah. yeah, have that release. And so I think that like it's necessary for us to like rest and actually know that that rest is productive because it's like needed for our for for us to sustain you know i think for us too like we 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 can sometimes like the three of us get caught up in that and i think that um this weird uh uh this one week that we're all doing the reading retention i still can't say the word um it's like there's a difference between coming home and just like watching tv because we can't because we just can't do anything else and resting together and like having like the other day we all woke up i think it was saturday morning and we were just like chilling you know like talking to each other and hanging out and it was just really really sweet and it seemed more restful than just maintenance or checking out of life together mm-hmm. yeah I, I did have one other breakthrough that um over the last couple weeks since before that was my dreadlock playing the ukulele. <laughs> um, I finally went on an artist date that I actually enjoyed because they've been really challenging for me. Like I'm like, oh my god, I do not want to hang out with myself. Like I just want to like go do work. Like I just want to get things done. Um, but through Patrick's encouragement, slash, who was like, I'm not leaving to go to work until you make the appointment. Basically. <laughs> I went and I got my nails done for the first time since I got married, like almost three years ago. And I I so paid. They're purple. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're dark purple. I really like them. The color the color is called Skating on Thin Ice, and it matches the garnet on my wedding ring, and I dig it. And also, I paid extra so that I can get a neck and shoulder massage during it, and it was so awesome. Oh, yeah. And the ladies are so nice. I made it for like 3.30 in the afternoon, and I was the only one in there, and it was great. And I almost fell asleep. And I was like, this is the first time I'm actually enjoying spending time with myself. It's kind of sad, but also really nice. And you almost fell asleep on in public, which is like, you're super, you don't like being in public and being and feeling unsafe. So I don't really like people touching me either. It that was, might mean that you were actually resting. It was hard. For, the first like six minutes of that massage were like painful for me, not physically at all but like emotionally I was just like uh this is a mistake and I was like this person is the worst massage giver I've ever met she's terrible like I'm gonna leave a terrible review (laughs) in five minutes (laughs) and then like and then like minute seven hit and I was like it's kind of nice actually and I was just like okay I'm just gonna trust that this lady knows what she's doing instead of like judging her every movement and she's totally fine she's great like it was a totally fine massage she was not doing anything wrong and I felt great after I had so much more space in my neck and shoulders which is the point um so and you looked more relaxed when I came home yeah I was more relaxed yeah treat yourself treat yourself treat yourself (laughs) no but for real I think like pampering like that is so needed I think it's like I mean like you said it's like a dessert thing where it's like yeah sometimes you need to like have that alignment you need some people to just kind of show you some love especially when you're always like showing other people love and always thinking about like other people's needs Mm -hmm. like I think those artist dates are really like taking that same intentionality of like setting up a date with your friend that you haven't seen or talked to or caught up with in a long time or like a lover setting up those dates with each other like setting up setting up a date with yourself and being like 
yo, what do you want to do? Like, what are we going to do to, like, be happy, to be relaxed, to feel, you know, like at our best self? So, yeah. I went to the zoo um, way at night because we stayed up too late the night before. I think it was on Sunday. And I went to the zoo at night. Batteries dead. That's that. It's, gonna, it's getting dark. So uh, I went to the zoo, and at night, like a lot of the animals are asleep, but the all the cats are awake and they're fucking hungry and they're like pacing around and drooling and stuff. I'm like, wow, you never get to see the cats like that. And it was um, it was just so nice. I would have never gone if I wasn't tired in the morning. Like you know, you normally go to the zoo at noon or something like that, noon one o'clock. And so going at night was just so cool, man. The whole place was alive, and also the sky was a little bit cl- like. Um, uh, blacked out by the bamboo and all the deep forest, you know? So sometimes I'm walking through and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm like in the deep forest I'm going on a savannah right now. <laughs> yeah. And then you meet a goddamn tiger and you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, the tiger was pacing back and forth and I got down on one knee and I looked it right in the eye. <sighs> Pure murder. Yeah. It was hungry. And murder. she sent chills up my spine. I was like, oh, my goodness. But that was really, that was really dope. I have to say that's something that I have, I've been... Um, I would never do without the artist way and like I guess three weeks in a row now I have not skipped any pages and I've been going on these artist dates and they're they're just really fantastic for like my psyche just to clear things out I do have to say I miss dates with you guys though like having to leave and being like I'm gonna go off by myself has been really really healing but when these 12 weeks are over I might go like every other week for an artist date and then maybe every other week we should hang out I miss hanging out during the day. Yeah, yeah I miss hanging out with you guys. We always hang out at night after work or something, or like we go out for drinks, but like those day hikes and those times to like Coronado and things like that. Mm. Should do that. Yeah. Well, it's the fall here in San Diego, and it's like, quote, cold, and people are like bugging out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't get any colder than this, though. No, it gets, just, yeah. It gets a little bit chillier. It's maybe. literally Like still... the winds pick up, there's like a gust. <laughs> it's literally still beach weather yeah. at 12 noon. From yeah, 12 to 2, it's still hot enough to be at the beach. Yeah. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, we gotta go. You know, I'm, I'm on my date. And I'm like, oh man, we gotta like plan some dates right now. I gotta go with the girls and like trying to figure stuff out. And I'm like, oh wait, it's not gonna snow or nothing. Like I don't have to worry about jail on January. <laughs> no, 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 We're gonna no, never no. be able to go out. <laughs> but I still have those. The, that residual fear. What is this snow you speak of? <laughs> what is this snow? No, the closest we get is a snow cone from down the street. And like, that's <gasps> nostalgic. We saw these amazing snow cone earrings on a librarian <laughs> yesterday. Oh my gosh, and she said that they are smelly. They like smell like snow cones. There's like what? muffin earrings and donut earrings. And like, you could order them and they sniff. Like, I don't know if it's a scratch and sniff, but they're oh, smelly. Smelly earrings. Might be some uh, some Christmas and or Valentine's days coming your way. I wrote down the I wrote down the, the thing. Yeah. Uh, t- tiny, hands tiny hands online. Apparently, but we haven't tested it out ourselves. But it look great on that one librarian. Um, sponsor us. I think so. Yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> earrings on our podcast. Um, we have some questions to answer. Yeah, you guys done? Let's do it. Well, I mean, I think things will come up. Well, I don't want to show you it. Um, Spoke a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I like for me, like my reflection from 
week three of like recovering a sense of power, mm. I really feel a lot more powerful. Hey. <laughs> like standing a little bit taller and my voice like doesn't shake as much, mm. you know? And I, I see it in your eyes. You were a little bit, um, yeah, I guess you can see the word weakened. And um, one good thing about this thruppledom is that we all hold space for each other. So like, you know, that it used to be a, you know, when you think of a scale of two people, it's like when one person's low, the other person has to like carry a lot more weight. But now we kind of hold each other together. So there was like, there's been times actually now in the last couple of months, I can pinpoint exactly where Sam was kind of weakened, I was weakened, or Abby was weakened. And like two weeks ago, you seemed pretty sad. And there's a lot going on too. There's a lot of outside life stuff that um, that was going on. And this week, you seem like, with your like Wonder Woman stance, you got your shoulders back, your head up high. You're like, let's go. Shoulders away from the ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like, you know, what Sam Lowe says: how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I feel my confidence coming back when I'm teaching, or I'm not as like, you know, reluctant of like what I'm saying. I could just like say what I'm thinking and feel confident and like know that like I know what I'm talking about you know and and also like in our relationship too where it's like I was kind of questioning like my position you know like I don't know what we are doing or what this means or whatever all those like doubts and fears that you have um, but I feel like a lot more like just assured and like in like I know that like whatever happens in life wherever I'm going, like, I can just trust the process, mm. you know? And I'm not as, like, worried about, like, what is this person gonna think, blah, 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 or, like, how is this gonna play out? Like, I, I'm, I feel just, like, a lot more, like, boom, here I am, I'm gonna do my best, I'm gonna show up, you know? Output, action, and, like, just know that, you know, you showed up to the page, you showed up to your job and did your best, you know, you showed up to the dishes and did everything that you could there too, you know, like, yeah. in, in everything, um, yeah, so confidence and power, and I think, like, a big part of it too, that was one of the tasks in chapter three that was saying, um, to just do something creative for an hour, mm. and I picked up my ukulele, and I've been playing a lot more, and, yeah, literally something in, like, the throat chakra, where I felt like it was, like, stuck, and, not only in like singing, but like when I talk to you, sometimes I'm like, it, 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 you know, <laughs> like just spending that time to like strum and like sing and like let that flow. I'm like, oh yeah, like I have a voice. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that just permeates to everything else. Like I have a voice, I have a stance, I have a position, you know, mm -hmm. like I have a say. <laughs> we had some tough conversations the last week in our relationship. I did get too deep because we're already deep into this podcast, but um, yeah, I feel like that's becoming more and more solid. You know, we spoke about it, I think, two, three weeks ago about what our positions are here. I do feel a little bit, not disjointed from you guys, but I feel like we haven't spent as much time together this mm -hmm. week because we've kind of just been far away. Huh? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's why I was saying when we were talking the other night and... I, I don't know, we, like, had an extended, like, you know, critique of society and, like, yeah, <laughs> just morning, deconstruction yeah. of, like, yeah, maybe it was that Saturday morning that we, like, stayed in bed. And I was just like, this is really nice. 
this is kind of how, how like debrief started. It's like let's let's do this whole debrief like even outside of the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, if we think about like the last seven days, we've had company every single day. Mm. There, and and we've all been working, yeah. so it's like we're at work all day, and then we've had friends over, or we've gone out with friends since last Thursday. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, but it's been great to like reconnect with friends and like create new friendships and like whatever just like go out um so I felt like we like had hibernated for like the month of September and then in October we've non-stop been going out so I think that was just like a season of our lives of our like a season and um and it's gonna like exactly it's gonna like Halloween's gonna happen and then it's gonna be like Back to back to hibernation a <laughs> bit, yeah, and then I'm sure December and Christmas. I'm almost looking forward to it, up. honestly, with you guys. Like I, I realized yesterday that it was like it's cuffing season right now, hey. and I'm like I'm cuffed. Weather's up. getting ten degrees colder. <laughs> cuffing season. I was still happy. I'm like I fall in love in the fall, man. And I think that's that might be a little. I fall in love in the fall, and I also get really prolific in November. And I think that's part of because the winter is coming feeling where it's like in December, or January, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm going to be locked in my house. And then also, um, you want people to cuddle with. So I feel like it'll slow down a little bit, that kind of stuff. Maybe not in San Diego. We'll see how it rocks. But I'm definitely Scorpio season. I'm Scorpio definitely cupped season. up on, a, on both ankles, so I ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. You guys have me. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, what, what else was I going to say? I've had a bunch of revelations. But you know what? I'll save it for next podcast because I'm right in the middle, right at the beginning of, um, uh, I was going to say season four, about of week season four. Season four. And I'll talk more next time as we end this week. But um, yeah, this cleanse has been really excellent for me, and it's also been able to allow me to like see you guys a little bit more too, because my phone, my head's not in my phone, mm. so I'm just like, oh, what's up, Sam? And like in the morning, I wake up, and instead of going jumping right to my phone because I'm not allowed to, I just like give the girls kisses and like just hold them for a little bit, even if they're asleep, they're lifeless bodies. <laughs> um, uh, Abby mouth agape and Samla. Like punching me in the face and squirming <laughs> around, but I still just like get to hold them and like hang out a little bit. So I think it's been like super beneficial for me to just like love you guys a little bit more and not so distracted. So yeah, we can get into some listener questions. We got four questions today. I feel like we have time for one. Okay, this first question comes from a friend on Instagram. Actually, all of these are from Instagram. How is it possible to be married and poly? Um, Abby I can obviously, that. I'm just <laughs> looks at Abby. Like, what? <laughs> I have one of those look at Abby like, would you like to answer that? Um, how is it possible to be married in Polly? Um, I guess it's the same amount of possible as right. So we're not in a polygamous relationship, which would be super illegal. Um, we're in a polyamorous relationship, so it's more about loving uh, multiple partners. Uh, versus like being married to multiple partners, which is polygamy. Well, polygamy is like one man married to multiple women. Anyway, um, so yeah, my love for Patrick isn't diminished by my love for Abby. And I know that Patrick's love for me isn't diminished by his love for Abby. And I also believe that for Abby, like I also don't think that her love for Patrick's diminished by me and vice versa. So, and I think if yeah. it's not diminished, it's, it's somewhat even strengthened too. Like, because anytime that I'm like with Samala, we're always thinking about the boy. 
we're always like, oh, yeah. like, has he eaten? And like, oh, what time is he gonna get home? And like, oh, he would really like this. Da, da, da. And I'm, me and Patrick do the same thing. Like, when we're together, we're always like, oh, it's time to get some of this time. Like, let's make sure that she's fed and like, she's gonna be hungry and ravenous and like, want food. And so <laughs> let's make sure and time it right and da da da. And like, I mean, I'm not there. But when you guys are alone, I assume that you guys think and talk about me. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're like, we're like, I wonder, I wonder how her class is going today. Like, is she gonna go to a yoga class? Like, yeah, we're always thinking about how best to support the. Even when, yeah, when two of us are together, we're always thinking about what, how best to support the third person that's not there. Yeah, I was even telling my friend because the boy's birthday is coming up and uh, Scorpio season, and Hi. me and Samala were just like talking, and I was like. Yo, this is so tight that like we have a committee. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, there's a committee on behalf of my birthday. This is so great. But this is coming off the heels of um, many long talks. I mean, when we first got together, like, don't doubt that this that like how far we've come was not a lot of work. Oh my God, so many long talks. Yeah. So many <laughs> to long, get, yeah, long to get talks. to the not negative side, but the the difficult side of this question is that it is. It is not easy to be married and poly, um, and I would assume just from the talks that we've had, not for the the person coming into the relationship that's already been fostered. Um, I think you have to be really cognizant of making sure that that person is treated uh, equally and also feels like they have a place because Sam and I have been together for so long that that's very, very solid. And that was talks right in the beginning, like right before we were even gonna move in, can this even work? Like what if you guys just wanna up and leave me? Um, Abby would say and there's only so much I can do to reassure her besides time and love and attention and like loving you over time so when you're in the beginning of a relationship when it's like a married couple to a third person at least for me from the married couple side like um, love that person like they are an individual first of all and know that the third person especially if you're moving in together yeah they're coming into a situation like it is, we've had our modes of doing things for, uh, at this point, nine years going on 10 years. So they're gonna have to find their place in that slash you're gonna have to just work around a lot of things. So it's not easy, but we found ways to be able to love each other as individuals. And Sam and I love Abby as a married couple and also as individuals. I don't know if that's the right or wrong way to do it, but as long as we all feel loved and supported, I think it's the right thing. I think it was really hard for me in the beginning because of that very reason that it was like I was standing up next to like a nine, ten year long relationship that is like a fucking fortress. And I was just like, oh, okay, where's my room and where do I like, you know, where do I fit into all of this? But then I realized that like what we're building and what we're building like in our relationships and then also in our throupleship mm -hmm. is like so fucking epic. And <laughs> like, yeah, I, for a while in the beginning felt like I was like a third wheel and I was just like I'm just like a girlfriend that's here with them for now in the meantime until they decide to do something else you know but I think that like I don't know also fucking being in any relationship is a fucking gamble and you never know like what the future holds and how it's gonna all play out so like we're just fucking taking stabs here in the dark like mm. <laughs> we don't know but yeah, I think like where it started to transform and and like shift was like one when I realized like my power and that this is like really egalitarian, very like you know what I mean. It's not everyone like, has a say. Yeah, it's not like a heavy weighted like even during like 
fights too, right? When you guys were having like discussions, I'd be like, oh no, that's between husband and wife. Like I, I don't really have like a stance here or like a, a say in any of this, right? Um, but now I'm like, wait, hold on, I was there too. Like I was literally there. <laughs> and I'm literally in this with you guys too. So right. yeah, like I'm like in your marriage, mm. you know? Not like also like you guys have your marriage, but then like, yeah. As part of our relationship yeah. and even just our friendship, that we have you can call it a marriage but our friendship yeah you're in it like you're in our relationship now so yeah but also it's a new relationship it's not like you've joined our relationship right, right. it's like we're creating this new thing together so yeah in the same way yeah so it just like strengthens I guess no I don't know I don't know I got lost I got lost in that train of thought, but basically... Yeah, it's hard to say that you're in our marriage because we got married. We had a whole thing. It was a whole big yeah. thing. Yeah, Sorry. no, Sorry, that's I didn't not... mean it in like... No, no, but, I, but it's... But like, we all live together and we're all in a relationship together. So in a sense, yes, you're, you're entering into that, that place. And, and you do have a say in how Pat and I treat each other, mm-hmm. like as husband and wife or as lovers, because I have a say in how you guys treat each other. And like, I would tell him that, like I don't think what you said to her was nice or whatever um and like expect I think that we all stand up for each other at different times we're like okay like well that was hurt like hurtful maybe that person took it this way because xyz maybe Abby thought this and that's why she reacted that way maybe Pat thought that that's why he says does the things that he does um so again it's it's kind of a committee on your behalf right yeah I think like we're all just like mirrors Yeah, right? And absolutely. like when you're when you have like a two way mirror, it's like you guys are like looking at each other, but then like when there's like a third, mm-hmm. then like we're all mirrors with you each get other. Another angle. Yeah. yeah, you get another angle. Yeah, because what they real. say, they say there's his story, her story, and the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But like we, there's like her story, her story, and his story. And then it's like a lot easier to figure out like to get what deeper, actually to triangulate. happened there. Yeah, did I really say that? Was I kind of a yeah. jerk? Yeah. Like, yeah, because well, at least from two perspectives, that's what you're seeing. So yeah. you can decide. Yeah, so I think it's possible to be married and poly because being married doesn't stop your ability to love other people. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna move, (laughs) yeah, yes. And if you're gonna be in a throuple, um, honor your relationships in all the places that they come from. I I honor my marriage, but I also honor my relationship with Abby, and I also honor the relationship that they have with each other. Um, So. It can be seen as a balancing act, but really it's just being aware, being mindful, and you know, loving with everything you've got. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and as a third, <laughs> I feel like my approach to this is just kind of like just being in the moment rather than like future tripping so much. Because like, yeah, like all the questions about like marriage, kids, blah, blah, blah. But also like I would be thinking about those things in a regular you know, monogamous, monogamous relationship and be future tripping about like all that stuff rather than just like being with the person now like oh am I gonna end up with you? like we're together is this now, forever you know we're like... together now and like time is elapsing and the future doesn't exist because even when we get there it'll be now you know so it's <laughs> like so so yeah like I'm really it's really like helped me to like stay present and just like be creating this life with you guys and letting it unfold as it does Well, 
that's a lovely note to end on, Abby. Thank you very much. We have like, I, I, I pulled out four questions and we literally have like a mailbag full. So we might have to just do like a, a mailbag like episode at some point. Um, but I think we've covered a lot of ground today and uh, I love you guys. Love you. And this has been Thruple Trouble episode number six. And we'll be back at you. This will be posted on Thursday. Thursday Halloween. This is the Halloween episode. So check it out in the morning. And thanks so much for listening. Um, you can find us at thruple.trouble on Instagram. You can find me, Patrick, at patrick.thedreamer. You can find me at Samala Art on Instagram. And I am at a.m underscore Quinn. This is Abby, Sam, and Patrick signing off. Yeah, thank you for listening to Wedding Tea Brief. Um, Thruple Trouble number six, Wedding Tea Brief. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have a great week. Happy Halloween. Peace.